Papers. It's your boy, Big Sam. And it's your boy, Big Cheese. <laughs> and this is the two dads reloaded. Reloaded. Uh, it's been a long time. Um, we've been on a bit of a hiatus, but we're back. You know, things have been a little chaotic, a little saucy, but we're here to regroup, you know, come back together as a big family. So I hope you guys are excited. Mm -hmm. Yes, the 05 is gone. This is monumental cheese. How does it feel to be cheese? It, it's, it's, I mean, it, it was, it would never be forgotten, you know, it always be remembered. The 05 was my legacy, I guess. But yeah. listen, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a career. You got to think about the right, the right moves and the branding, you know? But I mean, moves. yeah, like it, it just looks so good too. You know, you see cheese on Twitch. It's, I think it's a better decision. It would take a little bit of time for people to get used to, but it looks nice. Yeah. It's really sleek, fresh as fresh as fudge. Fudge, fudge. Well, that's great, cheese. Um, would you like to hear some news before we dive into the uh, discussion? Yeah, give me some news, dude. What's going on? A lot has happened, obviously, as it's been years since we've been, uh, yeah. you know, going. So there's a lot to talk about. But I'll start it off with Super Mario Bros. Darbian was dethroned. Uh, well, actually, this was a while ago. Sun West had gotten a 456, 495 five months ago. And then Cosmic got it. And then Sun West got it back 15 days ago. And then Cosmic got it back. Oh, no wait, way, no, did wait, he? Hold on. I, no, 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 wait. I'm trying. I'm reading this wrong. So, so one month ago, Cosmic got it from uh, some West with mm -hmm. a 455, 913. And then about 15 days after that, or sorry, a little over 15 days after that, uh, some West got it back. And he's sitting shining at the top with a 455, 796. And he still has it right now. Um, this is, I actually, I'm kind of glad. I mean, I don't prefer the thing is is that uh Sam West has been trying. Dude, I remember like a year ago he was trying to get this world record and I it's just finally he was able to get it in like awesome fashion as well. I'm so happy that that he finally got it. Um but like it's a great rivalry, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean I didn't think the game could get any lower, but apparently I don't know if you saw that infographic, but there's something posted on a speedrun Reddit that was comparing um, the most recent world record runs to TAS right. and the strats used. And they're almost using every strat, almost. There's like maybe three or four more strats they can implement. So That's crazy. who knows, we might get down to a 454. I mean, this game's insane, dude. It's down to the milliseconds. Absolutely. Yeah, to, literally to the frame uh, rule, which I still don't understand how that works exactly. But it's just like, it's crazy to think that that their entire run, they're... They're relying on frames here. Like, literally, like, one frame, the run is dead. It's just insanity to even think about. But, like, with a five-minute category and a Mario game, that's probably going to happen. Yeah, that's how it goes. Well, that's the Super Mario Bros. front. And then, of course, you know, sticking in the Super Mario uh, things, we've got Super Mario Odyssey. You know, Vita was the boy on top for a hot minute. He uh, seemed pretty untouchable. But has since been bopped by multiple people. Chaos Pringle has been coming through, grinding away. PB after PB is currently sitting at a 1 hour 55 second time in first place 16 days ago. Equanimity, 
Equan, yeah. Equan. I think it's calling Equan. Yeah, Equan as well is uh, two seconds ahead of Nitro. So, and these are all in the last month. Yeah. The competition for Super Mario Odyssey has, it just seems like it's been continuous. Like, I think the one year anniversary is coming up shortly. If not, it's already happened. I think it and... happened on Nitro's first run at GDQS. I think it was the day before the anniversary. I think it happened literally a few days ago. Oh, yeah. well, Craigasm. So a year later, the game is still very much alive. You know, you see new games come and go all the time. Um, they're hot for a little bit, you know, and then you kind of stop hearing about them. They're not as, you know, interesting or whatever. The game turns out to not be that deep. But Super Mario Odyssey, um, it seems like it's going nowhere. And from what I've heard from people talking about it, there's a lot of strats that have yet to be implemented. And we're probably going to see a sub one by the end of 2019, I hope. Not yes. by the end of, I don't think, I don't think we'll get it by tw end of 2018, maybe like mid 2019. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I can turn um, myself up a little bit. I, I just turned you up, so you should be fine. Oh, all right. Hey, Zscape. Hey, Doug. Do whatever. Oh, Pop. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I could just say hi to everybody. I feel yeah. bad. But, yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for joining. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's insane. And shout out to Equan, too. Not only Equan, but, like, there's, like, an influx. Of, I want to say influx because they've actually been around for quite a while. But um, there's yeah. so many speedrunners nowadays that are extremely young. It's, like... So, and they're all really good too. So, we G for Mario 64, you know, it's, I think he's 16 now, he's going to be 16. Equan, um, who we were just talking about, he apparently is 14 years old. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and one of the top, I think he's third or fourth place in Celeste 10%. And Sushi, he's also like 14 or 15 years old. Like, all of these young, young players are stepping up and they're so amazing in their games like the way that speedrunning is going right now like could you just imagine how they'll be in a few years it's gonna be yeah, intense. Dude. it's gonna be intense these people are getting in young i mean that i mean it's so good to get in young because you have so much time when you're younger right. to uh, fuck around you know <laughs> a lot of extra time so yes you've got ouija i believe he's 15 going on 16 I, that, that sounds about right right um equan I think Aki as well is also young. I won't be surprised. A lot of a lot of youngins, dude. They're gonna overtake us. We're old boys. We're, <laughs> you know, these bones don't move like they used to. So, we'll see what they've got. They've got a lot of energy, a lot of passion, and uh, what are you gonna say? I, I said, uh, I'm getting in chat right now that apparently Rails Diordam is also 14 years old. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Insane. Dang, Super Mario Odyssey is just kids, man. It's yeah. just a bunch of kids. That's dope. God gamers. Gotta get my lat. Well, speaking of Super Mario 64, um, that has been popping off. Now, typically, it's 120 star or 70 star. That's like the hot category. You know, there's some competition going on, but it's been kind of low-key in that department. You know, you got Tago grinding for 70 star. I believe Paracusia is doing 120 grinding, and Paracusia can totally uh, bring the time down. And he's 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 someone to watch out for, but sixteen star right now, I've never seen sixteen star as hot as it is. I don't think it ever has uh, been as hot as as it is right now. So I think it was Ouija. Ouija had gotten a fifteen seventeen seven months ago, and that stood for a quite a while. And then Aki got a fifteen sixteen, bopped that twenty nine days ago. Drozdowski, fifteen days later. 15-16, his first world record. Um, I, I think that was Ouija's first world record. I could be wrong about that. Uh, and yeah. 
uh, the 1517. And then Aki comes back two days later, 12 days ago, with a 1508. And right now, you've got Drozdowski, you've got Ouija, you've got Aki, and you've got Zaya, and you've got Lunar Jump. All grinding. And th- there's more, too. You know, you got, like, Slippery Nip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ikori. All bringing their time lower. I... What do you think about it? I mean, and... Well, me as well. <laughs> I started doing yeah. 16. <clears throat> um, dude, I'm excited. Like, I kind of... Throughout my years, I've kind of talked a lot of trash on 16 Star. Not like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't, we all have. Yeah. I don't try to trash on it, but I just... I complain about BLJs and whatever. And, right. oh, I, I prefer the long categories. But mm-hmm. I started in 16 Star for fun. I don't know what made me start. I don't even think it's the competition that made me start doing it. But I just did a few 16 star runs. Oh, it was because of your of the Big Simp Invitational, because the Big Simp um, 16 star, right? So I did some Popping 16, off. and then I did the races, and I had a lot of fun. So I've been doing 16 nowadays, and it's actually, it's just great because it's a relaxed feeling compared to like 120 star, especially like mm-hmm. you do 120 star, you're grinding for a week and you could easily go a week without finishing a run, for example, right? And it's a bad feeling. So like you do 16 star, you could finish a billion runs a day and every time you finish a run, it's a good feeling. And I know you I know you know that feeling really well. You yeah. Know, you could do a bunch of runs and finish them and then go again like nothing. It's a good feeling. It's really relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes it easier or harder anyway, but mentally it's way more, it's a, it's a nice relaxation. And yeah, it seems really time. chill. Yeah, like it's no big deal if you lose the run because it's like a fifteen minute run. So yeah, I see that. I in, see that. In saying that, though, it's so insanely optimized now that, like, compared to people like Ouija, Drozdowski, and Aki, and these people who do insane strats, to actually compete for world record at this point, you have to go to the next level and do these insane strats that take so much time to actually yeah. learn. Like, at my point, I can't get world record of my strats that I do. And it's like, it's insane what you have to actually do to be able to get that. Yeah, it's after the 1508, that was like, oh, my goodness. Like 1516, it's like, okay, you can you have you have some room, you know, you can do it. But 1508 now being the world record. um, You're gonna have to pull out some pretty nutty strats. Uh, And I I think you saw it. Ouija's got, I mean, everybody's doing it. Drozdowski's doing like two BLJs. Like people are going insane (laughs) for, for, for 16. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Not only that, it's like the, there's a threshold, especially in dark world, right? There's a threshold between the difference between doing the fastest strat and the, 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 I would, it was considered fastest strat like just a month ago, but the second fastest strat, it's like a huge difference in time. Like, you know, you get 244, the difference between 244 Dark World and 248, it's so huge in in terms of the amount of practice you need. And it's like, it's like, do I go for this? Do I learn Tsukushima? And if you don't, you lose so much time. So it's like, that's what's so cool about this. It's insane. It's so crazy seeing that in runs. (laughs) Like, Tsukushima was always a meme. It was just, it was like, oh, you going for Suki, bro? Like, Nobody was really going. I mean, there was most. There was like the metal cap route, but there was. It didn't even seem like there was a real route, or at least I didn't think there was. But the rollout movement on the box—it's hot stuff. But keeping the discussion rolling, last thing I want to bring up before we get into this is Celeste. Mm-hmm. Um, in the GSA Celeste tournament, Flatter V 
I believe this is what happened. Flatter V got the world record. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, is that right? You're wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, TGH got the world record. Wait, wait, wait. When, when did this happen? Okay, I'm looking at the leaderboard. It says 12 days ago, Flatter V got a 29.31. Right. TGH that was, 17 uh, days ago got a 29.35. Was that the one? Um, no. Flatter V got the world record in the speed gaming tournament. Oh, yes. Okay. And this, right. and BTGH in that race where he got the world record, right. which was a semifinal. Okay. Right. All right. And then... So um, the... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. And then TGH took back the world record within a day. Yeah. yeah. Literally a day. And then three days ago, he improved it again by four seconds. It's now sitting at a 29-21. And you yourself are playing some Celeste. Is, is 28 going to happen? How good is 29-21? What do you think about that? 29-21 is insane. But like... So... When the meme was going around that sub 30 was impossible, it was never going to happen, which I, I still don't know why people talk about these things because like speedrunning always gets better. Thresholds and, and stuff are always reached. Times always are possible. Like people, you know, people saying sub one is not going to happen in Odyssey. Of course it is. Mm. But with time, obviously. But anyway, um, when 29 first happened, during that time of it happening, there was like tons of strats going on or coming into Celeste. So like the team, the time just keeps going down and down and down because of that. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, twenty eight is gonna happen. It's been like what a month or two since twenty nine first happened, or like a few months, and it's already almost at twenty eight. So yeah, it's just gonna keep going down. Yeah, that's right. Two months since the first twenty nine. And now I think like three. Is it three or four people have twenty nines already? Uh, five. Bye bye, <laughs> Masushi, Oddbod, Flatter V, and Tgh. That's insane. They're really out here. Really out here. That was a huge PB for Babai. He went from a 3019 to a 2954. Yeah. Chopping it right down. Craigasm. Yep. I'm glad Babai's back to 80% because he actually said he didn't enjoy it. Um, I think he's in the GSA tournament. Maybe it's because of the GSA tournament he found the 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 motivation to do any percent again and now he's bopping people, so that's good to see. Could be. This is this is what it's 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 one of the things that's so great about these these tournament organizations and just tournaments in general it gives people that motivation and we're seeing it live it's true um and that's a great segue into our discussion i wanted to ask you about non-stop 70 star it's right. really interesting to me because non-stop 70 is like a meme right it was a, it was a it meme. Was. i don't know if you can really call it a meme anymore you know it was just kind of this fun category something to do on the side if you're bored of your main category but we make we make the own we make our own rules in speedrunning right nintendo isn't a part of this they're not like giving any money they're not like okay you can't you can only use the main game no game shark codes or anything we're like okay bust out the game shark non-stop code non-stop 70 non-stop 70 tournament mm -hmm. now it's more legitimized so what are your thoughts i could actually probably give some not stats but just like insight so if I go on speedrun.com, type in Super Mario. Do you have the non-stop leaderboards out? Um, where do I even find those? Uh, I don't actually. I always like stumble around looking for these leaderboards. It's it's like category <laughs> extensions. There we go. I found it. Here I can link it to you. There you go, buddy. So like, <clears throat> if you look at the leaderboards in non-stop. 
three months ago or something, or five months ago, Nonstop 70 was, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's probably like doubled in the amount of runners that actually submitted runs for 70 star nonstop, period. So, mm-hmm. like, the amount of runners, period, like, doubled since then, since a few months ago. The amount of, like, I think uh, Toast Rider had the world record for the, for the, which was a 3118 for the longest time. It says here nine months ago. Yeah. And you look at the top, you look at the top seven, or top nine, actually. You look at the top nine runners now, and almost every single person's PB in the top nine were literally days ago. Like the the longest P- reigning, the longest standing PB from the top nine is eleven days ago. Everybody's just been PBing, and all these people are just coming out and grinding nonstop seventy PBing days ago, and now in like top seven. And I mean, you could probably say that all this is because of of the tournament. Um, you you it'd be fair to say that yeah, I think because before the tournament was launched, there weren't any of these times on here. There weren't mm-hmm. these runners weren't doing it. So like, it's it's just so great to see like these tournaments being pushed and done, and then it's motivating people so much to be to want to do all these different categories and get into the game for for different reasons. Like nonstop seventy is just as arbitrary as sixteen star, right? Like sixteen star has been obsoleted by the other glitches. It's just it remains because it's fun. Yeah. Like that's really the heart of it is it's a well-rounded category, fun, quick, easy to pick up. Right. And and that's what matters at the end of the day, right? Like it's like right. all people say, but this category is arbitrary. What 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 it's actual? What actually matters? What category matters? It's like. None of them do. It's like, what is the most fun and what is the most competitive and what people want to do? And that becomes yeah. a popular category. It doesn't really matter otherwise. And, like, obviously, if somebody gets nonstop 70 world record, it's not, I mean, it's still developing. So it's not as, like, it's not as crazy as saying, oh, I got 16-star, 70-star, 120-star world record. Right. But as as we put more time into these categories and as they get more love through, you know, tournaments, showcases, whatever it is, they become more legitimate and it's like more real. And there's another thing going on. Um, somewhat similar is better Ocarina of Time. Have you heard of better o- Ocarina of Time? Have I heard of it? Um, yes. <laughs> actually, me and Pity were the first people to actually like kind of advertise it and play it on our streams. Like a few months Ooh. ago, two, three months ago, me and Pit were talking about better OT a lot. And then we actually did some bingo races with better OT and we, we kind of wanted to push it. And then how better OT actually became a thing was we talked to Fig about it, who was like the main mm-hmm. moderator of the OT community. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. And then in the GSA Discord, he, Fig kind of made an, an announcement um, saying, oh, you know, we want to launch better OT. And then he, like official announcements were made of better mm-hmm. OT becoming a thing. And that's how it became a thing. So, so yeah, I know a lot about it. Yeah, so yeah. for those who are unaware, Better OOT is basically Ocarina of Time, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ocarina of Time with cutscenes cut out and text is faster. Is yeah. that basically yeah. the gist of it? Text is uh, pretty much instant. Um, yeah. Uh, I know that for Zelda games, that text is like, they, they kind of fix that. Like the later mm-hmm. Zelda games, are like it's like pretty much instant text. Better OOT right. text is like even faster than that. It's just like you just <laughs> you literally spam A and the text is just like done. 
I think it's yeah, like it's for a, a good reference is uh you know the in OT the the fire the Goron tunic cutscene it's like the longest text in the game it's like a minute or something of text uh mm. for, with better OT it's literally like 5 seconds you just spam E and all of it is done so that's basically what it is so it yeah it's like nonstop OT basically yeah, yeah. so where I'm going with that is it's it's kind of in that same realm where it's not the original game, you know. I, I don't know how, how do you use it? Is it a ROM hack? Is that it's what it a is? it's a ROM. Yeah, it's uh you put it on your EverDrive or like on emulator, but right. um I mean people use emulators, so on VC on N sixty four it works. So I think I I don't know if I'm hearing this right, but I think I've heard talks of a better Ocarina of Time tournament or like an interest in that. And I think I don't see anything wrong with that because you think about OT, it's a lot of cutscenes. It's a lot of yeah. cutscenes. It's a lot of text. You know, there's a lot of slow moments and it's a great speed run. One of the best speed running games, but better OT, like when we're talking tournaments, races type thing, you know, faster paced environments. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see how that would perform like and see how the community reacts because nonstop 70 is sort of sort of in the same boat it's not quite a rom hack it's a little more accessible it's just a game shark code um maybe you could do it with a game shark code that'd be neat but what are your thoughts on better ot and like category extensions so like uh one of the main ideas for like a tournament setting was to have a better ot no i am no wrong warp tournament because no, I know wrong warp is it's a very solid category. It's a good length, um, and not much RNG. I don't think it has any, or maybe getting bombed or something. But um, yeah, with better OT, it kind of cuts it down to like forty minutes because I believe no, I am no wrong warp. Um, it's like the highest percentage of apart from any percent of cutscenes to gameplay ratio, but because like it's it such has a, the most game. It has the most, um, no, it has a lot of cutscenes for the amount of gameplay that it actually do. Okay. So, but, so that's why the, uh, Better OT makes it a, like a perfect race category. So people have been talking about making it, no, I know, or Better OT tournament. And um, I mean, it hasn't been announced yet. It hasn't been done yet. But I'm excited for it to happen. And then from that, we could see if it actually uh, could be like um, a standardized thing. Yeah. Apart from that, um, people are actually talking about this is a a little bit controversial because most people not are not sure about how people would, what people would think about this. But it's actually it's seemingly possible to make like a wad where you can um, secure first try dampe every time Ooh. using better OT. So people are thinking, hmm, better OT plus first try dampe, hundred percent tournament, you know, or hundred percent kind of like invitational. That would be kind of insane, um, but it's a bit controversial because people are not sure how they feel about that. But yeah, that's I, that's an interesting one. I mean, Dampe is definitely like it would take the excitement out of a first try Dampe. But if it's a yeah, Alaris makes a point. If you're already playing on better OT, yeah. like what's I mean, what's what's a first try Dampe for the purpose of a tournament or invitational things. setting? First try Dampe pr- makes a lot of sense. And if yeah. people are interested in 100% invitational type tournament, having first try dampe is probably a good idea for the for the sake of the tournament. 
if people want to do better OG 100% runs by themselves and fit to be like, you know, legitimized, yeah, probably not a good idea for it. But mm -hmm. I guess, you know, some sort of voting could be done. But for tournament yeah, setting, then, yeah. They, they, that also steps into a little bit of gray area where, um, let's say there's a point in the future where everyone's on better OT. Like, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't think that'll happen. I think that the vanilla game will always be there and it will always be played. But let's say better OT is like way more legitimized. Things like that are harder, I think, to uh, prove that you aren't cheating. Like, if somebody gets a first try Dampe, how do you prove that they aren't or are using first try Dampe code right. or whatever? Right. So it's, it's it's a little scary. Yeah, that that's probably the main argument. And that's what I'm saying. Probably for a tournament setting, it would make sense for the first mm -hmm. try Dampe if, if people do want to see a 100% tournament. But um, otherwise, yeah, not a good idea. But then people could use it and then get first try Dampe and say, oh, I didn't use it. And it might be impossible to tell, like you right. mentioned. We'll come up with something. We're, we're, we'll, we'll figure it out, but... Um, is there anything else you wanted to add on that topic? I'm, I'm itching to uh, do a little switch up. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think we pretty much talked a good bit about the, the you know, the non-vanilla style speedrunning that's been happening with better OT and stuff. I can't think yeah. of any other games that are really doing that right now, but like, I, it's interesting. It's obviously, an, there's obviously a huge interest with the amount of people that started in non-South Tabernay. And I've already seen a bunch of people streaming better OT as well. So, like, people are interested. Yeah, it, it's really, like, the tournaments that are, are sort of legitimizing it. Because before, it's like, why would I care? You know, it's for fun. It could be fun. It's a good little race. But what's the, what's, where's the passion coming from if there's not a lot of competition? But the tournaments kind of, they kind of force it in a way. Right. Exactly. And I, don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's... It's like, if people are into it, then great. If not, then you tried. You yeah, know. because they work hand-in-hand, hand too. So a tournament can influence how people start doing just normal speedruns and RTA and leaderboard stuff. So, like, the tournaments, the non-stop 70s tournament influenced people to just actually run non-stop 70 as, an, as, as a standardized category. And actually, yeah. it, be, it, be, it made non-stop 70 actually competitive now. So, like, they work hand-in-hand. It's lit, fam. It's lit, fam. Well, Cheese05... Oh, I just noticed that it says Cheese05 on the layout. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cheese05, you were at TwitchCon. What's, what, what do you think about TwitchCon? First time going. Okay. First impressions. TwitchCon was... Um, when I first got there on the first day, for like the first hour of actually being inside TwitchCon, I was kind of like, okay, what on earth am I going to do here? <laughs> I, I didn't know what, what to do. I didn't know what I was going to do, if there was anything to do there. And then I met up with Dickus Khan. Shout out to Dick. And uh, we, um, we were hanging out the whole time, and he kind of showed me around. And like, once you do get into TwitchCon, like you start moving around to like the different areas. Like this is big. The main, I guess, attraction was called the Expo Hall where you go in and it's a gigantic room of like tons of booths and just companies advertising mm. their stuff, talking about like events and sponsors and stuff. And you, you can literally just go up to them and like ask them about deals and stuff. And if they like your channel, they'll offer you sponsorships and stuff. That was like 
the coolest point because I talked to so many different companies and got like a billion business cards from different people <laughs> that I had to throw away half of them. But like you could just days. you could contact them, you know, and ask for like deals. It's really good for networking and business as being a streamer. Interesting. Yeah. So you'd recommend it if you're trying to, you know, get your stream out there a little bit more, trying to uh, get some growth, get some, get to know some people. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're a partner, if you're a partner streamer already, and you want to grow your channel, TwitchCon is like it's the place to go. And of course, GDQX was a great addition to it. So like speedrunning being intertwined with TwitchCon now, it's it's a good step for speedrunning. Shout outs to GDQ. Shout outs to GDQ. Yeah, GDQX was pretty neat. I mean, how much did they end up raising? I think it was, it was like a pretty short event. It was about 150,000 almost. That's not bad. I mean, for their first one. For their first event that like half the people didn't even know it was, it was happening. That's something I, I kind of get confused. Uh, I don't mean to say anything bad about GDQ, but I'm just like, I would like to know like what they do for like advertising and stuff because I feel like they could have probably advertised GDQX like a lot better because mm -hmm. for like months I was talking about GDQX on my stream personally. And even up to like a few days before leaving the TwitchCon, people in my chat were just like, what is GDQX? Like what? I have no clue what that is. A lot of people had no clue it was even happening. And then hmm. at GDQX, there were tons of donations and the comments were like, you know, you know, I didn't even notice this happening, but I was glad to, you know, pop in and see it and, and whatever. It's like a lot of people. Yeah, didn't know it was, it was pretty low key. And I was kind of confused at that. I feel like they could do a lot more, I guess, just advertising to get it out there. If, <clears throat> it feels like a, it sort of feels like a word of mouth kind of thing. I, I kind of. It seems like that's how GDQ was. Like a bunch of people see it and they're like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And then they tell their friend, they're like, "Yo, you like speed running? Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't know what speed running is? Well, you should watch this because it's dope." So I think if they continue to do them, then they'll gain more traction, of course. But yeah, yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's advertising is a a whole nother beast. Yeah, just gotta hope that people love it. But it seemed pretty good. I, I popped on the stream a couple times. It seemed like the whole room was pretty empty. For most of them, like it didn't seem like that it was that big of a room compared to it wasn't. Like, no, it was GDQ. probably like a third of the size. It was probably as big as like AGDQ 2014. I remember AGDQ 2014 was like it was like a small little kind of like oh yeah meeting room kind of thing, and it was like yeah a, probably like seven rows of chairs. It was pretty much like that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Taking it back, it, it felt more comfy Throwback. though. Yeah, peep comfy. Pepe Comfy. Peepo Comfy. Yeah, that one. Pe Wait, what is it? Peepo Comfy. No, it's Peepo. God, that emote is such a joke. I like the one where he's got, like, he looks like a hobo and he's got the coffee cup <laughs> and, like, the mittens. Right. That one's really good. Right. Was there anything else about TwitchCon you wanted to bring up you thought was dope or um, what you got? Not really. I mean,. It's it's a lot different to GDQ. So like most speedrunners go to GDQs, but like I don't know. I recommend going to TwitchCon and check it out because it's like uh, honestly, I feel because it's so different and it was it was much more of a public event where you kind of have to open yourself up to new people and new things. GDQ mm. feels much more like a comfy speedrunner vibe. You know, you you're just staying in the hotel, 
and you're you know having fun and partying in people's rooms and stuff but twitchcon is actually like it makes you you know want to walk around and check every single thing and like network with other people and like open yourself up and as a streamer to like you know uh it's 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 pretty insane compared to like a gdq setting i i recommend that people check it out yeah that's a good point gdq i mean obviously there's the stream room but that's pretty much it like if you're solo you don't know anybody you go to the stream room you might talk to some people in the practice room or whatever meet up with some streamers that you like whatever it might be but they don't have i mean they've started doing they have some panels they have some fun stuff like ot charades and whatnot but it sounds like twitchcon is just like it's all community super... event uh, it's community stuff that that they put on but like twitchcon has so many things that uh, twitch themselves that's actually part of the convention that they put on for you and all these right. panels like there were panels i didn't even know this but like i only figured out by like the second day that there were actually like three different rooms where there were just panels going on all day in each room there were probably like 30 or 40 panel discussions that went on in those three days it's insane and uh huh. that that is something that speedrunning definitely needs like hugely so i think the last sgdq i don't know if you checked i think i linked the video the gsa stuff mm -hmm. that sgdq actually had a panel talking about like speedrun commentary that is what speedrunning needs apart from like the you know the, the marathon setting more panels what were, the, what were the panels like do you remember like what, um, what were the every twitch about? every twitch topic you could think of like there are panels on um, growing your stream growing your stream like learning how to be uh personable on your stream um you know talking um uh, growing your expanding your arts and graphics and and stuff learning to network on stream um coming up with new ideas they had a panel on like uh being lgbt as a streamer and learning how to like um get used to like people making fun of you or how to deal with people that aren't accepting of who you are that everything you could think of it's insane and those function it's like a couple of people up on a main table but people are able to ask questions yeah, is yeah. that that's how it functions yeah so if they had the panel panelists like four of them and then they would talk and talk and then people could go up and ask questions and hmm. uh, yeah that sounds pretty cool and i could definitely envision that for speedrunning like how to step up your speed game, how to get into a speed game, stuff like that. Because at those events, especially, there's a lot of people that don't, they don't even play, or they might be thinking about it, mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily play. And it could be something that pushes somebody to start streaming or pushes them to start speed running. So yeah. I agree. I think we need it. Really? Dope. So, so well, I wanted to ask you some okay. questions on, uh, All right. I got to hit you with it because, um, hit me with it. Okay, I don't want to, you know, it's it's nothing official, nothing, no news or anything, but, you know, simple, simple questions, because I've been hearing that, you know, you're kind of thinking of diving back into the gameplay, you know, coming back to speed running slowly but surely. I've been, okay, shout outs to, uh, shit, what, damn, <laughs> hold on, let me see if I can find, I think his name's F.O., yeah, F.O. Hark. I've never seen him on Twitch, but he reached out to me via email. And he emailed me this this huge list of stuff like for for tendonitis, for hands and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And at this point, at this point it had been because 
I it was my PB anniversary like a year ago from a couple days ago or something. Like somebody in my chat was like, oh, a year ago you got the 140 10. I was like, oh, shit. So it's been a while since I stopped playing and I kind of lost hope. I was like, I'm never playing Mario again. <laughs> my life is over. Like my, my life revolved around Mario. I love it so much. Like it was so much fun, but it was just becoming to be too much pain. And I was doing everything that I thought I could do to help with the pain. I was doing stretching. I was doing strengthening, um, some icing. But this dude sent me this, he sent me this like guide. It's like a tendonitis guide. And the steps are pretty simple. It's a lot of work. It's like a regime. It's like one week of doing multiple hours a day of just like icing, stretching, massaging my hands. And I did that and I was like, okay, it's a little better. And then now I'm on like phase two, which is where I, I people have seen it. I like grind my meat with a water bottle, like in between my hands. And then um, it like it breaks it up or something, and it's been helping a lot. Um, I have played a little bit of Mario recently, and it hasn't been too bad. And I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like keep playing a little bit, and see where it goes. See if the pain subsides. Like if if it doesn't get worse, if it just kind of stays where it's at, then we might be we might be in baby. But I don't want to confirm anything. I don't want to give a date. So you're grinding like for that. world record, basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. So, you, so I'll get 138. <laughs> no. Um. Well, that's good. Um. Shoot. I mean, the chat is super excited. Everyone is excited, dude. I think, especially like when I was seeing you playing last year and how quickly you got down to 14010. That's like it's less than a minute off a of world record, and that mm. I was getting like excited, and then you you stopped playing again because you had pain. I was like, but now. I mean, hopefully everything works out, and I think. Thanks, Kaplow. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kaplow and Chad. Uh, Kaplow. So before the stream, guys, I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, Kaplow is the one who made the layouts for the Two Dads podcast. Shout outs to him. And right before I started the episode, I realized that we didn't actually have a layout with just two cameras, with just two, like with just me and Simp. We always had layouts with like a guest. So I was like, how the hell are we gonna? <laughs> Get layout with just two of us. That was like three minutes before starting the stream. Simply was like, <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> so you just kind of like yeah. made this. Yeah. Uh, so I I just like deleted the box and then there there's a cool tool in Photoshop that allows you to like copy a different part of the layout and draw over another part. So right. I tried my best. I don't know why it's faded like that. I it looked it looked it shouldn't be like that, but and it's I all right. I think it looks fine. It has like a yeah cool vibe. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the gradient's nice. It's nice. <laughs> but yeah that's where i'm at with mario um i will continue to beat my meat if you will grind my meat um still don't know what that and, means but yeah um yeah i don't have a water bottle here but i i, oh, I so would demo. You just use a water bottle okay i yeah so i take a water bottle put it in the freezer freeze it so it's like a solid block of ice basically like a cylinder of ice and right. i just put it in between my hands and like roll like this if that makes sense that's crazy and it feels really good breaks it all up you know cools it down ice is like ice thing. is the most that 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 is what i needed to be doing was icing I, that was like what i was not doing the most i was doing a lot of stretching i was doing a lot of um strengthening the most interesting thing that i learned about tendonitis is rest alone won't do anything that's what shocked me um like if i stopped playing all games for a year and just sat there and then maybe even two years. And then I went back and played again. Nothing would change. Mm -hmm. I'd still have the same pain 
same everything because the way it works is like i i had worked my hands into like a negative mode like your body will either work with you or work against you and my body has been working against me but now i'm i'm working on like resetting my arms so that they can heal again and that and makes so... sense it, it makes sense it's like i mean if you get a sports injury and then you just yeah you just don't do anything and you try to it's like my back i'm going to say th- i'm going through the same thing with my back like last year around the exact same time that you stopped playing like october november mm-hmm. i got the back injury that i still don't know what has happened i got this extremely bad back pain in one day i practiced and since then i still had the back pain like i cannot bend over for more than 10 seconds without feeling a lot of pain and that's because i'm not doing anything to, to help it it's just staying yep. there i'm thinking it oh sucks. let me just rest for a year but it's, <laughs> it's not i have to do something about it i just haven't yet yeah. Yeah, definitely look into that. Um, I don't know if it applies the same for backs, but I'm, I bet massages would be really helpful. Uh, maybe a chiropractor could help. Mm. I don't know if you've been to a chiropractor. I actually have. have. Um, I did. Nothing happened. Uh, I, I don't think it's bone. It has to do with muscles. So chiropractic wouldn't really help because they work with like just the bone structure and the column. I think I need to go to yeah. physiotherapist. You're right. They do, they do kind of like crack it in place, but it can be a byproduct. Like if your bones are out of place, then your tendons are doing more work, I you know? So, yeah. so like if they move you in the right way, then everything's working better. It could just be buzzwords. I don't know. They just right. say shit to me and then I pay them like a hundred dollars. And they're yeah. like, all right, you bet. You're good. You're going to feel like, great right, the next day. Good. That's what they told me. I paid $50 for them to crack my bones. And then they're like, tomorrow you're going to feel great. <laughs> 10 months later, still with pain. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're like you got to come back every every week weekly give me my money right some of them are some of them are phony apparently according to my my parents you got to find the right one but but how about you baby bouncing it back your way what's what's going on you you've got gsa on your hands um well we both got gsa you both know, got GSA. me and g's are very involved with gsa it's very exciting it's <clears throat> it's getting going I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen that, but you got GSA, you've got Celeste, Mario 64, you're picking up Odyssey, you're traveling pretty often, sponsored by CLG. What's what's mm-hmm. going on in the life of cheese? How you feel these I days? I mean, pretty much everything you mentioned. Um, so it's funny because like before GSA started, which was around July of this year, a few months ago, mm-hmm. it feels like a year now. It's been so much work at GSA. It's only been like three months. It's actually insane. Yeah, three and a half yeah. months or so. Um, but before GSA, like literally right before SGDQ, for like years, all I've really, you know, focused on when it comes to like streaming and speedrunning was get better at Mario 64 and just like grind for PBs and world records, right? Mm-hmm. But like three months ago, right after SGDQ, well, first of all, at SGDQ, when I was still with Beast Coast, there was a, there was a dinner that we had with all the Beast Coast speedrunners, which are me, Caleb Hart, Majin Phil, Carsey, and Seven Sins. And we had a big dinner at IHOP. It was like one of the last days. And Wait, what? At this past SGDQ? That, this SGDQ, yeah. At that dinner, yeah. after talking to, to, to people like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now, but it looks so suspicious. <laughs> I'm grinding my meat. I'm grinding my meat. Don't he's worry gr- about it. Sure. He's grinding his meat, right. Okay. What the hell is simply doing? 
Don't worry about it. Just keep telling your story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, damn. Got really hot all of a sudden. So <laughs> we had like a big uh, dinner at SDQ. And like after talking to people like Caleb and Phil and Carsey especially, they gave me a lot of insight as to like, I guess the level at which they treat their stream, like the level mm. of professionalism, right? And I yeah. learned so much from that talk in terms of like, you know, how much I actually have to treat my stream as my career and like how serious I have to take it. And from that talk, I learned so much when it comes to like, you know, what direction to take my stream and how serious to take stuff. Right. And since yeah. then, like my sub count has raised by like 500. It's been insane. Like just from having that talk and realizing like, you know, what I could do to, to the amount of stuff that I could do to actually grow my stream. And then GSA started at the same time right after I should queue. So it's like there's every day, like, you know, there's always something to do with GSA meetings to go to, you know, stuff we got to do. And like that, plus all the stuff that I have planned for my stream, it's, it's been like, it's like a huge, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's, it's not just, grinding for pbs and trying to get better at mario now it's like a yeah. billion things to do now but it's great i really enjoy it yeah i mean you look at majin phil and you can just tell like he pours a lot of time like the graphics are on point the emotes are amazing mm -hmm. he's got the sub icons it's like it's a it's a it's an experience and like it feels good when a streamer that you like is you know putting time in to make sure that you are getting like the maximum out that you can out of being a part of that community. Exactly. And I've, I've seen streamers that will, Buka, for example, I know, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he does it every time, but he'll start his stream and just talk with the chat. And mm -hmm. I, th I think that's a pretty good practice. Just like sitting there, you're not practicing, you're not occupied. You're just like, hey, how's everybody doing? Talking with people, being like, what up? And it can be hard to find that time. And like, it also, it feels like, oh, you know, because like you said, you're trying to balance being a speedrunner with a streamer, but when it's also your career, like you really have to value both yeah. of them pretty heavily. Of it can't just be speedrunner and like, because I feel like for a while, like me, you, Punke, we're we're just like we're just speedrunners, right? Yeah, who, who happen to have like a nice community with our streams. But not only that, like we used to just like be on call with each other all the time on stream, and a lot of time we would be ignoring a lot of our chat and. Just mm -hmm. like like we just wanted to talk to each other and race and speed run, and after you know a lot of time you learn that that's not there's so much more that you can do, yeah, that people appreciate. But yeah, I started doing that as well. Like he started my stream with like you know a full webcam, just talking to people, because honestly, it it takes out a lot of stress too. Like. Being that personable with your stream, starting a stream and just talking to, to, your, to your viewers and asking them about yeah. like, just random stuff, talking about your day, it, it gets off so much stress and you just feel instantly relaxed with your stream and makes it way more fun. Yeah, I can see that. You got you to gotta balance it out. Life is a balance. Yeah, for sure. And so that's what, you, that's what you've been up to. You've been, you've been balancing it out. You've been... Uh, I think it's good that you're also like dipping into other speed games. You got Celeste going. Apparently, you're doing a week challenge. What is this? Like a week to see how good you can get at Odyssey? Is that what's going on? Right. So uh, I announced it yesterday, but it's actually <laughs> finale. Thanks for the reset, Bob, for three months. Welcome back to the fridge. 
<laughs> bitch. I appreciate it. Um. <laughs> um. So shout out to Easyscape. I don't know if he's still in chat, but Easyscape approached me about having this week long challenge, where it's actually starting tonight. Um. So for a week, I'm gonna be speedrunning Odyssey from scratch, and I'm going to be learning any percent. And by the end of the week, I have to beat a 115 in any percent. Okay. So it's basically, it's a challenge where we're tracking a speedrunner's progress from zero to, to a certain like threshold or to, to beat a certain time. And the process it takes from starting to learn and looking at tutorial videos and stuff um, for a week long and see where, you know, see where they could reach. And so that'll be starting tonight. Basically, what I'm going to do is... Um, I'm going to be streaming the learning process and I'm going to have the video of the tutorial on stream as well so people can see like how I'm following the video and stuff. Shout out to Small Ant. Small Ant has the tutorial videos on point. I'm going to be using his videos. So hey. yeah, it's just a, a really fun challenge. We'll see how it goes. A 115, not 150. Um, World record in a month challenge. <laughs> yeah. And then... That yeah, apart from that, I am going to be diving into Blindfolded at some 64. Ooh, okay. Which is... So, again, shout-outs to Katoon. Katoon is the blindfold, one of the Blindfolded masters, especially in Mario 64. He has this insane Google Doc written up of, like... It's just... It looks like programming code. It's insane how he wrote it up, where <laughs> he writes, like, these codes that mean certain things and inputs in Mario for blindfolded and you follow the certain codes and inputs to like and those form strats in the respective stars and you follow those codes and inputs so you can like pull off the strats and stuff so i'm mm -hmm. going to be collaborating with cartoon in blindfolded so we can um you know we can create better strats and stuff for 70 star and stuff like that blindfolded tournament when blindfolded tournament <laughs> My ultimate goal is to submit blindfolded 70 star to GDQ next year. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be a long... It's, I mean, our goal is to, like, I guess, bring it down to, like, sub five hours. So it actually makes sense to submit it. Because you don't want sub it to be too five. long. Sub five. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I feel like... Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because Cartoon's PB is already, like, eight and a half hours. And he hasn't put that much, much time into it. And... um. Like I think somebody like me who knows a lot about the RTA side, if we team up together, we can like we could probably bring it down by a lot. But we'll be see. sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. Well, dope, man. What else you want to talk about? I feel like we've had a, a pretty nice little conversation yeah. here. Yeah. So basically, today, for the viewers out there, today was kind of well. First of all, uh, I guess an apology or for not having two dads for so long. So yeah. I guess it's been like two months or so that the two dads podcast has been on break, I guess. Um, yeah. A little hiatus. Yeah. So simply started school. And then I also, uh, I can't remember what was going on a month ago. Well, school started, GSA started and GSA, GSA started. Is honestly, it's been, it's, it's been a lot. Also, um, with, yeah, right. in the beginning of October, I got appendicitis. I was out for oh, a week. Yep. And then I got sick for a week. And then I went to TwitchCon. So the past month has been like impossible for me too. But we are, we're bringing it back. Two dads reloaded. 
<laughs> if you may. We're reloaded, baby. Yeah. Fully loaded. Locks. Fuck. Extendo <laughs> clip. <laughs> so we thought that today we'll have, like, I guess a comeback episode with me and Simp. I guess, uh, you know, we're, we're starting it off again. Bigger and better. Improved. Yep. <laughs> um, I should mention, too, that we're probably going to be cutting down the episode length to probably an hour, maybe an hour and 15 max. Because, you know, mm-hmm. after some feedback from people, and honestly, just like my personal opinion, um, I, don't, I think Simply might feel the same way, too. Like, I look back at my YouTube videos on the, the past... GDK, uh, the past two dads episodes that are like two hours long and stuff and like i physically feel like i can't sit here for two hours watching this episode and right. then i see other podcasts that are like 45 minutes long and it's like okay you know i could i could watch a 45 minute podcast this is this makes sense so like mm-hmm. i think cutting it down to like an hour is like the good benchmark you know for people to, to actually stay interested right well you, i mean there is the there is the point where like on a long drive, for example, I don't mind listening to right. a two-hour podcast, but it's still pushing it. Like I probably won't listen to the whole thing. I'll probably make it through maybe an hour, mm-hmm. hour at most, unless it's really good. Like it depends on the guest, but it, they're probably yeah, mostly gonna be an hour-ish around there. So, um, I think we'll still stick with the every other week layout. I think that sounds good. Mm-hmm. One every other week, two a month. Um, might not necessarily always have a guest. I, I like it when it's just me and cheese too. And we're just mm-hmm. talking about like what's going on in, in the community as a whole and like where things are going. Right. Stuff like that. But at the so. same time, if let's say if people approach us and want to be guests or have good ideas or if me and Simp, um, just out of the blue, think of a really good episode idea and we do want to have one every week. Sometimes it's up to simply I'm up for it, but our general kind of like schedule would probably be once every two weeks. Um, yeah. Anything else to add on that? That's about it. Um, big simp invitational getting started here in an hour and a half. Yeah. We've got, I think it's, uh, I was about to say Ouija, but that is not, that is not what's happening. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, Ikori versus Proto Man. So that'll be cool. That'll How about you? Fun. What are you doing? You about to, start some streaming i'll be streaming i'll start my stream again in about two to three hours and then i'll be you know starting the the week challenge for odyssey so i'm excited for that and uh, that's gonna be cool yeah so i will probably just i mean you're starting your stream like an hour and a half from now yep Hmm, okay well i can't host you but you guys know where to go you guys know where to go in an hour and a half so that's good stuff hell yes um thank you everybody yeah for watching this has been the two dads podcast reloaded live with me simply <laughs> and you cheese <laughs> i was and, waiting uh, for it and <laughs> you know we'll get this up on android get it up on the itunes store uh Kopitz is the guy who does that i wonder if he still remembers how to do it i don't actually remember how to do it i originally learned the process and then taught it to cope it so um we'll get that up shortly and yeah right so um thank you for watching yeah one more quick note actually no never mind okay so i guess i think Ouija's streaming apparently i don't know Ouija ties in my chat while he's live all the time i never know when he's live all right he is he is live all right i guess we're hosting uh we're rating Ouija. but yeah thank you everybody. 
thanks for watching and um there's so many topics that i would love to talk about right now but of course it's better that we you know we save it for the next episode and um yeah. we're, pro we're probably gonna have guests in our next episode that we can even we can elaborate even more on those topics so love you oh, thanks for yeah. watching bye see you guys later love you and saying bye uh, bye